The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The Eagles are at the podium, and we're here to cover it all thanks to the fine folk at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist, and today we have two press conferences coming your way with head coach Doug Peterson and franchise quarterback Carson Wentz. There's some interesting scheme talk in the Peterson chat with the media, but you also got to love him praising former Eagles wide receiver Torrey Smith to open things up, talking about their Super Bowl win with him on the day that Smith has officially retired from the NFL. Congrats on a great career, Tory Smith. We appreciate you. So be sure to check that out and be sure to be subscribed so you don't miss all the new shows and hosts that we have added to this feed, including Jimmy Kemsky of phillyvoice.com joining BLG on BGN Radio number 80. And of course, this morning was the debut episode of Babes on Broad with Sam Wilson and Jessica Town. Couldn't ask for more from their first show and they're only going to get better. So make sure that you take a listen to that. And of course, Benjamin Solak and I are in the middle of our two-part preview of Eagles-Falcons in week two. We've already covered the Eagles defense, and tomorrow we're going to hit on the offensive side of the ball and probably talk some Minka Fitzpatrick since there are trade rumors out there. And you're also going to get another weekly edition of Eye on the Enemy with special guest Gina Thomas of SB Nation and the Falcoholic. So there's a ton of content here of all varieties. Stuff it all in your brain before Sunday so you can be the most prepared fan at your viewing parties and at the stadium or shout stuff you heard on here at your dog. I won't tell you how to live your life. All right. Like I said at the top, two pressers on deck, Doug then Carson. Let's see what they had to say when they were at the podium. Just want to start by saying that uh, uh, it's all where Torrey Smith is stepping away from the game. And I just want to congratulate him and his family. It's a great opportunity for for him in his next uh, chapter of his life. He helped us win a championship, and uh, he's a great man. Doug, Atlanta, um, still a lot of cover three with Dan Quinn, and what uh, what kind of problems does that present? Yeah, this is uh, still a lot of a lot of one high defense. Um, you know, Bob Sutton is there uh, as well as a as a senior advisor, and and you know, there's a, a you you can see a little influence of, of Bob Sutton a little bit um, with some of the man man to man stuff that he did in Kansas City, but uh, yeah, still a lot of the a lot of the single highs. What what it what it the issues you have is there's a lot of, a lot of vision on the quarterback, obviously, and uh, eyes are back on him and, and uh, you know, reading where, where, where the quarterback's looking. So we got to be very disciplined in, in our route running. Um, quarterback's got to be on point with progressions and, and getting through those fastly. And, and then, of course, trying to beat the rush. 
in the three games you've played against the Falcons here, Julio's had three big games, but you've kept them out of the end zone and kept their scoring down. What's been the approach, would you say? Well, just that. Um, keep them out of the end zone. Um, this is a, this is a dynamic player, um, and and we faced guys like this before, and and uh, it takes, you know, on defense it takes all eleven on every play. Uh, obviously, you got to know where he lines up, and then and then uh, you just have to do your job, do your assignment, be be focused on the details of that that defense, that that uh, particular down. Um, obviously, if we can disrupt the quarterback, it helps. But uh, you know, we we know he's going to get his. He's a great player. Um, we just try to try to do our best to corral him and, and keep him out of the end zone. Doug Fletcher Cox is on the injury report. Is, is that uh, related to the injury that he was coming off of? And what's his yeah, it, it's just related to that. Um, nothing, nothing serious. Nothing more than that. You had a couple, uh, two running back sets in the first half last week, uh, which you had, hadn't shown a lot last year. What do you like about those? Uh, a little bit of versatility. Um, I like our running backs. I like having Sproles, and whether it be Miles or Sproles and Corey or. You know Jordan out there, um, and and uh, you know utilize utilize their strengths. Uh, it, it it can sometimes can can cause you know um, matchups on on you know defensively, but uh, in our case, uh, utilizing both kind of Darren's route running ability with say Miles' uh, running ability uh, at the same time. You mentioned uh, the other day uh, looking into what causes foot injuries. Uh, do you remember when you were a player that the list Frank and the foot injuries being as prevalent as they are now? I can't remember yesterday. And you're asking me to go back a long time. Um, you know, it's it's an injury that's shown up a little bit more and more. Um, I know, you know, what I know basically is I know the league and through the NFL and through surveys with the players and all kinds of things are trying to gather as much information about surfaces, about shoes, about you know, whatever it can be. Um, it, it just seems like that uh, more and more, again, you're, you're hearing about it. But, um, you know, we just do our best to educate our players on, on the one, the equipment, you know, protect your feet, uh, not only from footwear, but obviously off the field as well. And, uh, you know, do our best to, to try to eliminate. Have they changed a lot since you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're a little more specialized. Um contoured i mean developed for you know specific needs uh specific foot shapes and sizes and so yeah it's gotten it's gotten uh it's gotten pretty big so you've been around a lot of rookie running backs so what has stood out about miles sanders kind of behind the scenes and how he's approached uh, his first season he he's approached it with a business-like mentality um he comes to work he, he's eager to learn um you know you see it in the practice when he takes takes it from the meeting room to the practice field um I think where he's really gotten better, one, is the, his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, and two, just pass protection, blitz pickup. And um, that's hard, you know, in this league when things happen so fast, and he's done a really nice job of that. But his his demeanor is, is businesslike, and, and for a young player to come in and, and, and approach it that way is uh, uh, special. And, uh, um, you know, it's also a reflection of, of Deuce as well, you know, coaching I know it's tough to lose Malik, but have the experiences from the last two years losing key players kind of prepared you guys for something like this? Yeah, I think I think that um, you know because we've had that the last couple of seasons, we don't we don't blink. Uh, you know, the next guy or the next man up or the next guy in uh, has always been the mentality. Um, I, I feel like one of our strengths as a staff is is coaching our our second and third 
you know, string type players and, and getting them prepared. And uh, this is no different. Doug, the way quarterbacks communicate route adjustments to receivers, how has that evolved over the years or how is it, if at all, any different from when you played? Well, you're seeing, I mean, obviously when back when I played, we saw more two back, you know, offenses and max protections and, you know, just one-on-one type stuff outside today. You're seeing one back offenses or no back offenses, spread the field, empty the backfield and, and just doing all kinds of, you know, route combinations. Uh, you know, you're seeing pick plays, um, you know, vertical, the vertical passing game, you know, deep crosses, things that, that were there back then. But I think the emphasis was more on the run game. I think, you know, when I played and, um, obviously everything is kind of flipped but you know these are things that as offenses is we we look at this stuff in the off season and and how how can we evolve and how can we utilize the strengths of our players and even you know to the to the point of when we're looking at college players you know and how how a jj runs routes for instance you know and and what he can do in the red zone and things like that how can he help us you know win games so it's changed quite a bit um since i played the talent level is obviously you know, um, I, th- I think, too, you're seeing not only the talent level, but these receivers are bigger, you know, bigger, faster, stronger coming out of college and um, definitely puts pressure on defense. Uh, Sudfeld gets closer here. How do you view the number two quarterback spot? Is that Josh McCown's spot? For now, um, you know, this week anyway, um, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to that point. Doug, have you given uh, Carson more control pre-snap when it comes to choosing the plays that, that he wants to get into and what's kind of the thinking? Not from no, no. Um, short answer is no. Uh, however, we do put in a, a particular package or two in the game plan that allows him to use his creativity and flexibility within the game plan. Um, but but for the most part, you know, the play that's called is the play that's run or executed. Um, and then and then within that, he does have. There are some plays where he has, based on what the defense gives him, he can change the route or the route combination. So, but, uh, overall, basically he still, still executes the play called, uh, until, until we get into one of, one of those, you know, other packages. What dictates, uh, when you would utilize like such a package? Um, sometimes, you know, maybe when we're struggling on offense, need to, need to get a spark. A lot of times in our, in our hurry up stuff, we allow him to kind of take it over, you know, and just, what he's seeing and, and putting guys in, in position, we help from the sideline. I give him, you know, a play from the sideline that we know has a couple of options on it, and, and then he can he can change, you know, one or multiple options on the on the play based on our game plan, you know, that week and, and that particular play. So it can be it can be really any time during the game. There's really no set um, time that we would use it other than if again if the offense is struggling and we want to get a spark and try to get something moving when you, when you want to go hurry up or tempo is that predetermined before a series or are you saying something in the headset real quick after a play to get him to get everybody lined up yeah for the most part it's it's a little predetermined um that hey this next drive we're gonna we're gonna do our our hurry up yeah Doug, you uh brought in marcus on the practice squad uh we talked about Wendell Tray- Trayvon going down to Washington. He was with Atlanta all spring and summer. Uh, do you have the defensive coaches check in with him to see a little bit what's coming? They, they may they may have checked in with him a little bit during the week, um, but you know, 
other than that and just seeing what he knows, there's you know, he's really yeah, he's more more a ULM guy than than he was with the Falcons. What is the uh, communication like between you and Deuce on game day in terms of deciding like what running backs you're going to use? That's predetermined as well. Uh, that's all based on the game plan that we put together during the week. Thanks, guys. Carson, you're, you're 22 for 24 on those keepers over the, well, in your career. Um, you've, you've attempted more than every quarterback but Cam in the league over that span. Do you like those plays? Do you enjoy them? And what's the key to, to executing them? Uh, the key is the big guys up front, honestly. And uh, really, especially the three interior guys with Kelsey and Brooks and Isaac. And um, obviously over the years, those have been different guys. But uh, those three um, and then the surge from, from really everybody, um, that makes my job easy. I just got to fall forward. So uh, Coach trusts trust me with that. Coach trusts the O-line to get, get a surge no matter what the front is. And uh, we've been able to, to stay on the field on a lot of those. Do you enjoy those? I mean, do you get a kick out of converting those? Yeah, I mean, I think it's – I like staying on the field. I like staying on the field. So, you know, when we went for on fourth and one and we were able to stay on the field third and one and, and those things, uh, I don't really care how we do. As long as we convert, I love it. Does your cadence factor into that too? Do you kind of like get them off, catch them off guard? No. The, the it can. Defense? It can at times. I mean, you don't – try not to overthink it because, you know, it's, to some extent you're like – we believe our guys are going to be able to win this this surge, and uh, you know, try not to overcomplicate it sometimes too. You guys were eight of ten on third downs in the second half against the Redskins. What can you, when you look back at that film, what can you take on why you were successful there into this game? Um, you know, I thought it honestly, we just our preparation and and play calling uh, in those situations was so key. And you know, we've obviously we know the Redskins really well; they know us really well. And um, just really taking a look at our, our the package that we put in that week. Um, I think that really kind of made the difference in that second half, and we were able to just play fast and execute. Have you played the Falcons in a while um, because of the injuries? And what did you learn watching uh, those two games from the sidelines? And what have you seen of the film recently? Yeah, I mean, you watch them on film. You watch the games from last year. Obviously, um, you know they're gonna they're gonna let you take you know things underneath. You know they're gonna make you kind of earn it down the field, and um, sometimes you just got to be patient and, and let the the shot plays come to you and, and take what's given. Uh, you know, got to get the run game going as well um, to kind of um, tighten their, their coverage up a little bit. So, you know, at the, at the end of the day, we're just going to have to play our game and, uh, like I said, take what take what they give us and be patient. Carson, you only practice with Deshaun until that Redskins game and he's just flying down the field. It almost looks like, a, at least on TV, it almost feels like a video game we're watching. Are you surprised just how fast Deshaun is and just how you can just air it out and um, get to that ball? I mean, not anymore because I've seen it since he got here. Um, you know, it's one of those things people – talk about you know he is he still fast he's getting up there in age i've seen it from the jump since he got here you know he can roll and um it was good to kind of use that speed as, as a weapon for us and uh, get those big plays uh, on sunday everybody obviously is a, in the league is aware of, of what he can do carson but putting those two plays on film uh what ripple effect does it have on the defenses that are going to face him as you guys go along yeah i think it's it's huge i mean um you could argue to some extent an element that we we've missed at times over the years. And just to have that, um, be able to open up some things, uh, for, for everybody else, open up some things for him as well. You know, he's not always just taking the top off, but, um, the thing that I like, you know, we were creative with how we, how we got to him, you know, it wasn't uh, necessarily the exact coverage that you, that you take shots necessarily, but the way we were able to design those plays. Um, so we're going to find ways to, to get him involved down the field, uh, every week and coach does a good job of that. Archie, you, you talked about uh, sort of Dan Quinn, his mentality, a lot of cover three. Uh, we always talk about your aggressiveness as a player. Do you have to 
remind yourself that maybe there's some bait and switch out there? Yeah, I mean, like I said, that's the biggest thing, just watching the film. Just got to keep reminding myself to be patient. You know, coach is going to call a great game. I, I'd already trust in that and just take what's there, not move the chains. And then, you know, when they, they get aggressive, then we can be aggressive. And so, uh, you know, it's a little, little bit of a chess match and who can who can break first. But, uh, yeah, just got to keep telling myself and telling the whole offense. Just we got to be patient and the shots will come. You went to, in Washington the second half, you went to more 12 personnel with Zach and Dallas on the field. How did that help open up the game in the second half? And what did you see from Dallas having missed the whole preseason? How did you see him kind of getting active as well? Yeah, I mean, I thought Dallas looked great. You know, I think he looked great all all spring and obviously training camp before the injury. And, um, you know, it's, it's good to get him coming along the way he has and uh, using 12 personnel. And honestly, I think we can use 12 and 11 uh, exclusively and, and do so many really good things in both those packages. And the other day we just got in those sets and they were working for us. So um, that's something that we'll definitely kind of keep using as we go when you have two tight ends the way we do, uh, being able to use them effectively both in the passing game and in the running game. It, it helps a lot. I can't imagine uh, that most quarterbacks like being in, in third and 10, third and 15. What's your mindset when you're in those situations? Are, are, are you thinking, like, let's just live for the next play? Or are you improvising? What are you doing? Yeah, it's a fine line. It's a fine line. Obviously, I, I want to stay on the field first and foremost. But, uh, you know, trying to learn, um, just take what's there. And at times, you know, you got to improvise and make a play. And it, it worked out for us the other day. So, uh, again, it, it's always a fine line. You know, defenses are going to scheme up and play things differently as, as the year goes on and um, take what's there. But we are able to extend some of those plays. And, uh, you know, Ertz and Alshon did a great job just kind of uncovering and getting open. And, um, you know, obviously that's not something you always want to run around and make plays. But when it's there to, to be had and you can move the chains, those are huge plays. There are a lot of plays in the playbook for 3rd and 10, 3rd and 15, or is that just you? Not really. Not really. I mean, there's only so many things you can dial up. And, um, you know, oftentimes the defense is just playing soft and you got to take underneath stuff unless you can you can make a play. But uh, there's definitely times where you can get in the perfect play and, and take, a, take a shot down the field. Uh, but do you feel like your deep ball touch has gotten better or you just have someone who's better tracking than tracking the balls? Uh, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I mean, having, having a guy like Deshaun obviously helps a ton. Um, and so uh, not playing with with him over the years and having him out there, I mean, that helps without a doubt. And uh, I just feel like it's something that I've worked on really since I got in the league, and I'll, I'll keep uh, keep getting better at What are you guys doing in practice this week to get off to better starts so you guys look more like the team that we saw really in the second half last week. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. It's, you try not to overthink it and just kind of focus in on what, what we do well and, and execute those things early. And like I said, this is going to be a week we're going to have to stay patient. So come out early and just kind of figure out what their what their plan is for us and just get the run game going and stay patient and do, and, uh, do our thing. But um, we, we try not to overthink it and overworry about it. I was, I was wondering like, if you've reached out to Nick Foles at all since, since his injury and, and just your thoughts in general about it. Yeah, I did. I did reach out to Nick and uh, you know I, I love Nick to death and the competitor that he is so uh, that's, that's really a bummer and unfortunate but um, you know that's what, what we sign up for you know when you play this game there's just so many things you can't control and I know uh, I know he believes that he believes that, that God's using it for a reason so um, to be able to just go through it from a from a faith-filled standpoint for him I know uh, it, it's tough but uh, I know he'll handle it well. You were asked a couple times during the preseason Carson about not scrambling in practice and you extended plays several times on, on Sunday and they turned out pretty well. Uh, just, I mean, just the experience. I mean, obviously you didn't need to practice. Yeah. To. Um, I mean, it's, Again, it's a fine line. I didn't go looking for it, um, just the way the pocket got condensed and not able to get out. And uh, again, it's something I try not to overthink, overthink, and just 
kind of let instincts take over and we were able to to stay on the field and like I said those were huge huge plays in that game and uh, we're not going to make a living about out of running around and doing those things but uh, when it's there we're going to we're going to make the play. Carson, how often do you go to into a play without like a design play call that that you you know where you just kind of call one on your on your own? Uh, you know we do it at times um, and sometimes it's you know, on my own, but a lot of times coach gives me ideas and, you know, a couple plays here or there that, you know, we've, whether he tells me in the headset or it's things we've talked about quite a bit during the week. So guys know, Hey, it's not the whole playbook we're going to get to. We got to, we got a select package of plays that we're going to get to. And, um, you know, we were able to do that a couple times on Sunday and it's something that over the years we've, we've done here and there. And, um, I think it's been effective for us. What do you like about it? Um, you know, I think it gives us a chance to just see the defense, see what they're doing. Um, and just kind of keep it, keep it simple and play fast you know when, when we're able to communicate well and get everyone on the same page um it's just something that in, in theory you should be able to get get yourself in in the best play and uh, hopefully execute it all right so with your new offseason workout and diet uh I'm sorry go ahead with your new offseason workout diet did you feel any differently coming out of the game in terms of recovery or soreness that kind of thing yeah i, I did feel good coming out of the game um you know and that's is it, is it the, the recovery and the diet and all that, or is it the fact that the O-line dominated and I barely got touched? You know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of those factors. So, um, But I do think those things have helped me and will continue to help me. Carson, do you think it's an advantage where your, your receivers are so different, like Alshon and Deshaun, you know, size-wise, speed-wise, kind of puts a, a defense in kind of a quandary? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely nice having guys with, with different skill sets like that and, and the way they complement each other so well, and not just those two, but Nelson in the slot and being able to kind of move all of those guys from the slot um, to outside, and they're, they're, they're also versatile um, and do so many different things. And then, you know, Nelly in the running game as well, getting involved. And so um, just having a, a complement of guys like that, um, you know, it's, it makes my life easy for sure. Um, running back screens, it seems like a few of the time it was off. Is that just still getting used to, to Miles and Jordan? Um, you know, one of them they had they had covered uh, and just dirted that one. Another one we just missed. And those are things that, you know, every every Sunday it's kind of a, I don't want to say a roll of the dice, but, you know, if the defense reads them, you know, you, you got nothing you can really do. So um, I'm not too worried about those. And I know Coach will get those dialed up and uh, we'll hit some of those as the year goes. Obviously, you mentioned be loud in the dome, uh, silent count. Uh, what are some of the keys to make Making that work and execute. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is just here in practice, you know, over the next few days, kind of getting that dialed in and um, basically as a, as a quarterback, staying quiet so guys get used to the fact that they can barely hear me and working on hand signals and communication. And um, I think a lot of that is, is happens here in practice. And to some extent, you can only prepare for it so much, and then we just kind of go execute on, uh, on Sunday. You mentioned uh, Nelson there a few times. Deshaun made a comment after the game that you know Nelson wasn't getting as as much as the other guys that day. Are, are you uh, cognizant of who's getting the ball, and do you say anything to those guys after the game? Yeah, I mean after the game, obviously you can look at the stat book and see you know what's going on. But during the game, I mean you just you find matchups and and you go go with what you're feeling. And uh, when it's zone coverage, you just go with where where the defense tells you to go with the ball. And um, obviously you know Nelson didn't have a, have a big game statistically. You know we. We still had shots for him. Uh, we just missed a couple of them. So uh, it's definitely something that I'm not worried about. I don't think he is either. Uh, and I know, you know, like we've talked about all all offseason, we're going to have weeks where one guy's going to go off and the other guy's going to barely get any, and then it's going to switch. And so um, that's just going to be how it's going to be this year. And uh, I think guys, guys understand that. Thanks, guys.